0: Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. You know, your environment is stronger than your willpower. So what happens is if we're trying to change who we are in our belief system and maybe our health habits and maybe our working habits and what we think is possible for us, it's almost going to be impossible doing that in the current environment if the current environment doesn't change.
1: Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm so excited to welcome Lori Harder with me today. I mean, how do I even introduce this Amazing person. <laughs> She's a proven entrepreneur, three separate seven figure businesses. She is the current founder and CEO of Light Pink, which is amazing. I've tried it. It's fantastic. It's a new light rose uh, flavored wine seltzer that helps women connect, collaborate, and celebrate. I love that. She's the best selling author of the book, A Tribe Called Bliss. She has an amazing podcast, Earn Your Happy, with over 27 million downloads. Yes, that's what I said, 27 million. I've been on it, so honored. Uh, And on and on and on, fitness guru, Bliss Project, incredible. She does all sorts of marketing and networking along with her husband, Chris. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how do you keep it real? How do you build an authentic network? So welcome, Lori. Lori.
0: Rebecca, I'm so excited to be here. And I loved our episode Uh, camp. I like literally I'm so excited to be now having this conversation on your podcast. So thank you for having me.
1: Ah, it's my pleasure. So,
0: (laughs) so tell us a
1: little bit about you because you really kind of came up through the ranks as a fitness guru and then you made the shift into an entrepreneur and you're doing all these incredible things. So tell us about your story. How did you get where you are?
0: Oh man, we're gonna, we're gonna try to keep this short. Um, but, it, but it's a very long pivoted journey. And I love that we're t- going to be talking about like connection and collaboration and networking today because it is, you know, a lot of times we talk and speak and teach on the exact things that we need, and it was what was missing in my life for so long. Um, I grew up in a really small town. I was uh, raised in a little bit more of a restrictive religion where I couldn't associate with people outside of the religion. So, Okay, so
1: what small town?
0: Uh, Marquette, Michigan. Okay. So very small. I don't know if you've even heard of it. Um,
1: no. And, and tell more and, than and what, Woods. what religion is this? You um,
0: my family is still in it. So full respect to them. Uh, I was Jehovah's Witness. I am okay. not anymore, but it just made a small town even smaller. Yeah. Um, and with that said, it was, you know, a, a little bit isolating. I was in a bubble. And I think that I I I love talking about this because we all have our own version of that bubble, And what I realized is when my dreams or who I was becoming and who I felt I was becoming no longer fit in that bubble, I had a really tough decision to make. Uh, You know, when I was 17, 18 years old, it was like what I'm thinking for my life and what I'm feeling is not quite fitting into the box of what my family and my religion has, you know, planned or their or beliefs for me. So it was that decision of, do I go off on my own? Do I try to figure this life out by myself? I had a lot of like shame and fear around losing, you know, friends around maybe not being able to talk to my family. So when I was 18, I made that decision to move, um, and just kind of go figure life out with people that I had never been able to associate with before ever. Like,
1: (laughs) how courageous was that? At like 18, you decided to do that. That's crazy.
0: It, it was pretty scary, but also it's like, I think that the people listening right now, if you're listening to this podcast, there's probably a reason why you're or you're feeling called to something bigger. You're feeling called to like a bigger dream or a bigger calling for your life. And that calling just became so loud for me. And yeah. I didn't quite wake up, like I didn't quite get the nudges until I was in like my mid to late 20s. Um, but that was the first step was kind of leaving what I knew and going into a different world of what could be. And this is a lot of why I talk about what I talk about is if you know your environment is stronger than your willpower. So what happens is if we're trying to change who we are in our belief system and maybe our health habits and maybe our working habits and what we think is possible for us... It's almost going to be impossible doing that in the current environment if the current environment doesn't change. Even meaning, you know, when you're going on a, let's just think about when you're trying to change your life and become healthy. You can't go out and fill your fridge with every single junk food in the house because eventually your environment is going to break you down. Like you're going to get weak and you're going to end up eating all that crap. The first thing you have to do is start changing your environment. And when we want to change ourselves, when we want to change our belief system, what happens is we have to change who we're around what we're consuming. And because we become a product of our environment. So that's really when I started to realize, okay, I'm trying to make these changes, but man, it was one of the hardest things I have ever done. It was slow. It was challenging. It was hard because I didn't have really positive people in my life yet. And I kind of dug into this belief that if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself. Or if you want to be successful, it's lonely at the top. Solopreneur, like all of that stuff. And, you know, I did that for a little while in my, Later 20s, I started to like uh, get more into fitness and I started a fitness membership site. And a lot of that was alone. Like it was now, now I was online, you know, talking to all of these people, but it was lonely because I was doing it by myself essentially. And what I realized is like, if i want to go further i just felt like i was just hitting my head against the wall it wasn't i was experiencing some success but it's like i couldn't go any further i felt like i wasn't learning and growing and my business wasn't growing and i had the realization it's because i'm not hanging out with people who believe they can go further. I'm not growing myself. I'm not, you know, getting into these spaces that are making me uncomfortable again and that are calling me up or leveling me up. I don't have a mentor. I'm not consuming all the things that would make me grow. So that's when um, I just started throwing myself into personal development. I started getting in rooms with people who knew more than me. I started getting in rooms that I felt I wasn't even you know, good enough for. But knowing these were the rooms that I was supposed to be in, because if I wanted to do the thing, you have to find the people who are already doing it. So everything I started doing from then on became almost like a uh, you know like a, a group endeavor. It was I wanted to go to these events and connect with people. I wanted to um, you know maybe start working with people and collaborate with people on events or different projects. Um, I wanted to start. Podcasting. I wanted to, you know, uh, just all of the things. Connection. We started uh, doing different masterminds with people in business because we also wanted to be held accountable in our business and work together with people and stop thinking that. You know, if if we're stuck, it's because we just don't know or we don't have the answer or, you know, making some excuse. It's like, if you're stuck, it's because you you need a new level of people or you need a new level of skills or you need to go hang around people who make you uncomfortable. So love that we're talking about this today because that is the journey I've been on.
1: Uh, there's so much that you just said there. I'm like, oh my, that's amazing. That's gold. That's incredible. There's <laughs> so many kernels <laughs> of wisdom in there that I just want to kind of go back and like highlight. Um, and it's just so many things were kind of flashing through my mind as you were talking. I mean, one is that I interviewed Bob Proctor a couple of months ago, and I think it was after I got, I stopped recording actually. And I'm not sure I have to go back and listen to the episode again. But at one point he said to me, if you want to know where you stand vibrationally, look at the five people you're closest to. Mm. I such, so true. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, okay, let me look and okay, let me see who, who is it, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm actually, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I, I love the people that I'm closest to, but it mm-hmm. wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. You know, there were certainly people I had to deal with and I've been very open about the fact that I've had to deal with a couple of narcissists who targeted me and, you know, I allowed it to happen and I had to take responsibility in that, but you know, it sucked on every level um and so you know that's when you know okay i'm not i'm not where i want to be vibrationally or or physically either you know uh in your life as well and so it was um a, a, a good like quote to me, if you Mm -hmm. want to know where you stand vibrationally. And, and the other thing that um, comes to mind is that Will Smith posted something on Instagram a couple years ago, where he quoted Rumi, where Rumi said uh, something like, seek those who fan your flames Mm -hmm. or something like that and uh, set your life on fire. And, and Will Smith was like, Hey, look around. Are the people in your life throwing logs on your fire, mm. or are they pissing on it? Mm. You know, like <laughs> so it, was, it was like defend your light with your life. Like the people mm. who get to be in your space, they pay a high price. Like it should be a high cost mm. to be in your space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because their energy will will rub off on you. Oh and gosh! Yeah. You know, like, and you want people who are going to be happy for you when you're successful, who are going to support you, who want to see you be successful, right? So Mm -hmm. where would you suggest that people start?
0: This is such a good question because it, dep- it it depends on where you're at. Some of you aren't maybe ready for what I said to walk into those rooms or a mastermind or something like that yet. And you might need to just start consuming some information to try to even figure out where you should start. Um, if you're at the very beginning of your business, but I do I do want to say like, I do feel like whenever you can join something that is group accountability and makes you really nervous and makes you show up. It is going to accelerate your journey. So you can start there with either a mastermind or someone's program or something, you know, where you, you can be in person, hopefully now potentially in a small group, or you can be, um, show up on zooms and have to show your face and have to speak and have to be accountable. Um, otherwise how I started in the very beginning was just started consuming books, started consuming people's podcasts to even try to figure out where I fit. Like whose program did I want to be in? And I'm telling you, pretty much every podcaster has some form of program or some form of like group work um, and accountability if it's somebody that you're listening to about growing your business or mindset or something like that. So that's a really great place to start because what happens is your people will migrate there. So the goal is to just find people at the same level as you as well. So that's why I love masterminds. That's why I love events. That's why I love kind of this group coaching idea is because the mentor is, is equally as important as the people in the group. Because sometimes we get really caught up in thinking that we want to do things and collaborate and connect with these people who are a couple levels ahead of us. And when I say levels, I just mean that they are further down the road on their journey. And what can happen is unless we have like a value add for that person, it may not be like an energetic fit for them in their life to be able to, you know, work with you or collaborate with you yet. It's kind of like we have to remember that when we collaborate, We want to create some sort of equal energy exchange for those people. So if we're not able to do that yet, it might mean that we monetarily have to pay them in order to be in their program and to get their time until maybe we create something of value in the future, like a podcast or a platform that you can um, offer them for them to get in front of people so that it's a value add to their life. And we get really confused on this. Like when we're new, we're just like, I want to be in that group and why, do, why don't they see me? Why aren't they putting me on their stages yet? And why aren't they doing this thing? Why don't they invite me in? It's because there is just a there's like a journey gap there when you're when you're working together. And it just takes a little bit of time to figure out what the value that they're looking for is and what you need when you are collaborating together. And the thing that I wish I could go back and tell myself when I was in the very early entry phases was to find people who were literally in the same place as me and to really connect and see how we could serve our current audience because you grow so much faster Together and you really rise up together. And then you're really talking real time about the things that you are going through and working through to the people who are now a couple levels behind you. So it's, I think it's the most powerful thing that you can do is remember to really network where you're at, but make sure also to be getting in the rooms with the people a few levels ahead of you and really thinking about how you can add value to these people. Like always have that question in your mind um, and work really hard on creating whatever that value add could be for them.
1: That is so beautiful. I I was actually just going to say, before you said exactly what I was thinking in my mind, one of my dear friends who's a fantastic, super, uh, very, very successful entrepreneur. She said that early on, she started with this mantra, lead with a giving hand. Mm -hmm. Like it's always, what can I do for this person? What can I do for this person? What can I do for this person? And then it just comes back to you. It just does. does. And even if it may not come back from that particular person, it'll just energetically come back to you in a different way because it just, that's the way of the world, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, It's funny because I interviewed this guy a few months ago who has a a solid following, but he's not like a superstar, but he was getting ready to put out a book with um, a a, a really well-known author. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to offer to, you know, I'll move my podcast around so that I can put the podcast Mm -hmm. out. You know, when his book was going out, I offered to do a Facebook Live for him and and things like that. I had no idea that he was super well connected. He ended up introducing me to all these great people who I ended up getting to interview and talk to and connect Mm -hmm. with. But I had no designs on that at that Mm -hmm. time. You know, like just feeling like, okay, I'll do the right thing for the universe, the universe will take care of me. There's like such a comfort in that, don't you think? What do you think about it's that?
0: a million, everything that you just said, I'm just like nodding for anyone who, who can't see, but I'm just like, yes, because it if that's what you lead with, and honestly, it's so much fun to do that. It just is fun to be like, okay, who do I know that I could either connect them to? What is some way that I could help them get their book out? You know, could I even do an Instagram live or a Facebook live? Would that be worth it to them? Um, it, it, it just energetically comes back. It may not come back even from that same person. But there is a ripple effect that, you know, I think people just see that and they they start learning that about you and knowing that. And then they want to help you. So it just, when you, just like what you said, Rebecca, like when you lead with that, it's just, it's who you become and it's how you become known as well.
1: Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca zone
0: And it's letting go of these expectations around people to allow the blessing to come in. And I know that when I hold expectations on people, when I'm talking to them, when I'm meeting them, it's like, I really like miss what they're here for in my life.
1: When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges can rest assured that the child is safe, Attorneys get court-admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Get an exclusive $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning Negotiate Your Best Life podcast. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging like a narcissist or other high-conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com.
0: Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. If it's for a narcissist,
1: the reason that they hack into anybody else's email or phone or whatever else, it's obviously to gain leverage or supply. I've watched a lot of your stuff, too. I, I love it again. <laughs> Very good, student. You get to star. <laughs> um, yeah, so is to, you know, control and find out information yeah. and all that stuff, right?
0: Information is key to a narcissist. And now we return to today's show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we were introduced by Susan Sly, who is so much of a giver like that. I mean, you know, like right away she was like, who can I introduce you to? Mm -hmm. Who can I help? You know, uh, so, so kind and giving and generous. And she's become such a dear friend and because of that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and so let me ask you about, you know, your circle, like there's this thought process out there of keeping your circle like super tight. Um, you know, how are you, um, you know, you, uh, have a podcast that has 27 million people, whatever. I mean, how do you discern who is allowed to be in mm-hmm. your vibrational space yeah. and who
0: is not? I mean, this is it's such a great question because it's, it will probably be something that I work through my entire life because I meet so many awesome people. Like literally I, because of the podcast and you know, you have your podcast, I really struggle with this because I meet a lot of people that I would love to have a relationship with and... You know, as I've gotten older, I've just learned like you really only have time for a few very committed, close relationships, um, you know, and and a lot of those relationships are taken up by our family. We're really close to our family. And it's like, if we want to see them, I kind of, it, it leaves even less room for, out you know, some outside people. And I have to... your marriage, right? <laughs> yes. Like he's, and he's my best friend and I could pretty much be with him every day and be great with that. Um, and... And the thing is, is it's like, then I, you also want those, I I really, really value like my very close, like female friendships.
1: Mm, Me too. Um,
0: So it's tough because I want to, you know, have all of these people in my life, but I've gotten really clear, especially with COVID, it's given me the gift of, of clarity of, the these few relationships mean so much to me i want to make sure i'm on my you know rocking porch at 80 years old with them and in order mm-hmm. to do that i need to I know that. that i'm like you know giving them the time and here's what happens is the people who we love the most we tend to like put off because we think they're always going to love us and we're like okay i love my girlfriend she knows i'm so busy right now she's going to be totally fine if i just like okay could we cancel could we just push this vacation off i know it's important but could we you know, wait another three months or this is launching or whatever. And I've, I just have so much clarity that those are the moments that it, it's just like you'll do that your entire life and you'll realize that you missed out on the opportunity to have those close ride or die relationships that we all crave. So I am always in this place of deciding what means the most to me. And it is it's challenging to say no, right? Like it's it's a hard thing to say no to people and be like Um, I would love to do this, but I'm not able to. And then to want to have to explain. And and it's kind of like learning that art of no. And I think that the more that we, um, you know, kind of get into this space with people who are really like understanding, prioritizing what relationships they want, and, you know, maybe they're really doing exactly what they want in the world and prioritizing their purpose those are the people who start understanding as well that it's like you know rebecca i'm just going to use this as an example um it's like you and i or these other women who are coming into our life are so amazing but we can drop into this moment and be so present and be like that was a great moment like even if that was the only moment or maybe we'll get some other opportunities to work together and hopefully we'll see each other at events but if we tried to carry every woman with us we'd be like oh my god like i'm i'm dying like i can't i literally can't have all of these relationships um, so your initial question of like, who's, in, who's important and, you know, what does that circle look like? It's really, I, my, my friend, Lindsay Sikornik gave me the the best like nugget of wisdom. Um, because I used to have a bit of like, if we go back to my 20 year old self, my, you know, late twenties, I had a bit of a, like a, a checklist for friends and it was like, you know, I want to make sure that she does the same things as me. I want to make sure she works out, that she's adventurous, that she's lighthearted, that she, you know, doesn't take herself too serious or whatever that checklist looked like. It looked a lot like just someone really easygoing. And as I started experiencing friendships, it was like, I realize not everyone is going to check every single box, and sometimes people are going to disappoint you, and sometimes people are going to be an opposite like personality that you actually need in your life. And it's letting go of these expectations around people to allow the blessing to come in. And I know that when I hold expectations on people, when I'm talking to them, when I'm meeting them, it's like I really like miss what they're here for in my life. And my friend said to me, uh, Lindsay was like, you know, you have to collect people because you're so multi dimensional that, you know, when you want to talk to someone about, let's say, you know, you want to just, let's use something just light. Like, let's say you have a girlfriend who's only into fashion and you're like, oh, I can't talk about fashion all day. This feels so like, I don't know, spacey or whatever flaky. But when you need that banging outfit to talk on stage for your TED talk, she's the first girl you're going to. And you're like, wow, I really like actually Understand the value of how much she loves brands and can tell you about anything with this. And you know, maybe you have that friend who's really adventurous, but you're in a phase of like just pushing that business out in your life, and all she wants to do is go and surf in Costa Rica. And you're like, I'm just in business mode, and you're kind of like, I'm not really interested in you right now, except. As soon as your book is launched and you want to go on that trip, she's the perfect person to go with, to just go be light and have fun and do all of those things. So I really collect people for the different personalities in my life. Um, And that's been one of the biggest gifts is appreciating people for the gifts that they bring to you for the experiences that they bring to you like for these beautiful offerings that we would miss out on if we just if i just met somebody who i thought that i wanted to be with right like check 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 this person sounds great we're in the same thing okay awesome so that's really how i kind of it's obviously a feeling or an energy or or an energy exchange but it's the people who they equally want to give you energy and give you life and support you um, on that on that two way street, and it also is just collecting collecting people for different parts of my life.
1: I love that, and, and I want to just add to that that you know, in addition to your personal life, your professional life as well. As far as like your own team, like you know, one of the things that I've been doing a lot this year because I've been expanding so quickly is developing out my team and having my you know, technology office. My chief technology officer, my chief of operations, and all of these people. Mm. But having people in my space, you know, I I I I, I always joke that integrity is my love language mm. <laughs> because, like, I want people who will do what they say they're going to do, yeah. or who are honest, who I can trust, who um, you know, yes, fun, yes, uh, inspired, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, you know, that's, you'd have to, you can't like exist in my space unless you're that. Um, but also having integrity with the people who are on your team. If Mm -hmm. you are, you know, talking about who you're surrounding yourself for your career, because you spend a whole lot of time with those people. Mm -hmm. And so you want to like them and you want to be able to trust them you know? And so one of the things that I would say, and, and I know, um, this to be true about you as well is like being okay with saying no mm-hmm. being okay with, I don't have time for that. and I don't, I don't have the bandwidth for that. And, and being okay with, you know, I can still be a good person. Mm. I'm still a, a kind person, even if I have to say, listen, I'm, you know, I think what you're doing is amazing, but I just, I can't uh, participate at this point because I'm, I've just got too much other stuff going on. It's okay. yes. Um, you know, and, and also it's okay to just, as soon as you see red flags, just say, you know, I wish you well. One of my favorite quotes is namaste and walk away.
0: <laughs> I've never heard
1: that. <laughs> That's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about seeking out people who are at the same stage as you are, or maybe just a couple stages ahead. You kind of touched on that in the beginning a little bit, um, but how would you go about that or what do you think about that?
0: Um, I, you know, I, I love it because you have to get good and uncomfortable to find the people that you, um, are going to be great friends with or collaborators or business partners. And it takes a lot of asking. It takes a lot of seeking, getting clear on what you want and asking. So I think that's one of the most important things that you can do is say, what are you looking for? Like, what is missing? So that's a really great question. Um, you know, if, if it's in business or in life, so, you know, sometimes, uh, Whether it's business or friendship, it's like the first question can be, what am I missing? Like, am am I missing a skill set in my business? Am I missing like an enthusiastic personality? Am I missing, you know, a a salesperson? Like what skill set am I missing in my business? And what happens is when we get to collaborate with people who have those other great skill sets that maybe we don't have, we get to take them on as our own. It's the most beautiful thing in the entire world. So instead of going, oh, they have this or they have that, and you're almost afraid to collaborate with someone because they might seem better than you, collaborate with that person (laughs) because you then get to adopt that into your life. So I think the first step is getting clear. What do you need? What are you looking for? what is the goal so let's just say you're in the begin like the beginner phase right like you're just thinking about pivoting or launching your business and you know either one if you've been in business forever if you're pivoting you're a beginner again and it's very much getting into the headspace of You know, what, what are the things that I would like to learn? Who are the people doing these things? How could we, you know, maybe make something easier together? Um, what are the skill sets that I have that are of value? What are the skill sets that they, that I would love for them to have? And that's when the seeking starts, right? That's when you actually have to actively go and search people, whether that is in, like I said before, joining different groups, whether that is someone that you followed for a long time and maybe you um, you know look at the people who are commenting under their page, maybe it's a business group, maybe it's a networking group. you start the second that you implant the right questions. You will start getting answers. The universe literally opens up. It is the law. I don't know. It is. It just literally happens. I know you're nodding your head because it's It's so true. It's so true. So it's like we're just not implanting the right questions because we're not clear. It's like where are they? That's not a good question. It's like yeah. What I
1: what I always say is like you have to be specific when you ask the universe for what you want. You don't go into a restaurant and tell the waiter you want food.
0: good. And it's so true. (laughs) And and so that's, that's what I would say is get clear, write it all down and then start seeking. And, you know, when I first, um, you know, I, I wrote a book called a tribe called bliss. It's all about, um, you know, female friendships that help you reach your highest, uh, potential. Actually guys can read it too. It's essentially about friendships. Um, and when I first started really looking for people, when I moved to LA, I, I, I wanted to be connecting. I wanted to be collaborating. I wanted friends. I had zero friends there. And I probably, uh, reached out to over a hundred people in dms like just looking for like-minded people i'd go on like soul cycles um which is a workout place you guys i went on uh soul cycles instagram and i would literally start friending people from the comments who i thought looked like someone i would enjoy Mm,
1: that is so good
0: i went on a friend date every single monday with a new person for like six months
1: oh my goodness that's amazing
0: I only kept one, but it was <laughs> it was the most amazing experience ever. And this girl and I like still collaborate and we did events together. It. it was amazing. So, you know, I, I went on like 50 dates and found one person. So I, I want to say that because it's a, it's all a numbers game. It's just like business. Like we all give up before we get like the treasure and you have to keep seeking in order to get those relationships. I love it.
1: Oh, thank you so much. So, um, I can't believe our time is about up already. I would love to know more about where people can find you, where they can follow you, where they can get your light pink and all of that good stuff.
0: Well, I'm so grateful for you having me on. Uh, It's always so much fun to get to talk and create content at the same time, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Fun collaboration. Um, And you can go to lightpink.com. That's L-I-T-E pink.com. And then I'm on Instagram at Lori Harder
1: go follow her, go get her stuff, go you know, check out everything <laughs> she's up to. She's amazing. And we will be doing more together. I'm going to be supporting her as her launch comes out. And I'm super excited to help you with that. Thank you so much, Lori. This is
0: incredible. Thank you.
1: Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zong check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if you would give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life.